You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 138. Today, we're talking all about how to tap in to your intuition. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 800,000 downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, everybody? James Wedmore here. Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. Welcome to 2018. I wanted to kick the year off right in a good way with this special episode that I've been really mulling over in my head for some time. I've been thinking about for a while, all about tapping into your intuition. So a lot of great information to cover, a lot of things to share with you that I'm really excited. First of all, though, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you listening and being here, supporting the podcast. You know, my... (laughs) If my voice sounds a little different today for one of our coaching groups... I did a marathon session that was actually two days in a row to start the year off right for them. This is our Business by Design Next Level Coaching Group. And I did two back-to-back days of uh, really just helping them map out the year. And it was seven hours each day. So I kind of am recovering my voice a bit from that. So you can kind of hear my throat's a little sore. But that's not stopping me here today. Really excited, really happy to get into it. And you know, I loved the work I was doing with them because part of the work they had to do is they had to submit this assessment that was like all this these data points that I needed for their business to kind of really get who they are as a person and what their business is and where they want to go in the next 12 months. And then what we did is we started just like mapping out a plan for the year, some strategic direction and focus and like, where do you put your time and energy? Isn't that nice when someone could just be like, hey, just do this for the next 90 days, you know? I think about that and what I did is I spent a lot of time just reading over what they wrote and noticing their word choice and what they were saying and what they were really trying to communicate and what they're all about in these assessments. And then I would write notes and I found myself really getting into a flow with it and just kind of asking over and over again, what does this person need? You know, what's for them and what's right for them? And it's very funny to have two people who would be in the same situation or similar situations, maybe the same level you know, same revenue numbers, blah, blah, blah. And I would notice myself suggesting two completely different directions for them. And I really saw that that was intuition for me coming through that I've really developed over the years. And in fact, when I first launched Business by Design, we ran the beta group. One of the first things they said, I said, this is going to be really hard for me because the promise of Business by Design is to give them strategic, massive strategic growth in their online business. And I say, I'm trying to put everything I've done into a framework, into a model that can be, you know, mindlessly replicated. And I said, you know, so many decisions I've made were intuitive. We're going to get into those today. But just kind of my gut reaction. 
you know, and so it's like, how do you, you know, how do you put that? Because it defies common sense. You know, in fact, the definition of intuition is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. Not only, this is my input on the definition, not only is it without the need of conscious reasoning, but most of the time it goes against any logic or reasoning at all. That's when we experience those miracles in our life where it's like, this is probably what I should do. This is what makes best sense. But I'm having this nagging feeling that I should do it another way. And I mean, that's what we're going to talk about today. Intuition has helped me build a multiple seven-figure business. And I, I've, I've just leaned into it so much. It's helping me with my clients today because I just become this channel for them. I get myself out of the way and I just start asking, what do they need? And I want to help you. I want to help. I think this is something that should be really high up in your quiver, you know, your repertoire of tools that you're using. Otherwise, it, you're playing this game where it's like, oh, this, it's the smartest that wins. And, you know, so then you got to, oh, I got to have all the information. I got to be the smartest in the room. I got to read the most books. I got to take the most courses in order to grow. And it's like, or you could just like follow your intuition. <laughs> I just think that's such an easier way. So I want to be clear that, This episode, and I really think that if you do, this is my promise or core premise for this episode, and then I'm here to prove it to you and then give you some how-tos, is that if you led with your intuition, that it would make you wildly successful. If you incorporated intuition as a major role into your life and business, that it would lead you into some of the most unexpected, most miraculous, most beautiful and amazing places that you've never experienced that would actually surpass your wildest dreams. I mean, I wake up every I'm not just saying this, but I wake up every morning and I pinch myself at what I get to do, the experiences I have, the little things and the big things. And I'm like, I didn't even ask for this much. And holy cow, gosh, we're going to get it so much. (laughs) I should just keep going here. So (laughs) I have like all these tangents I want to go up, but I'm just going to go into it. So here's the first thing I want to be clear is that I don't want to say this is about developing your intuition and nearly as much as saying, communicating that it's already there, right? Like your intuition is already there. You're just not listening to it. I think that's a huge distinction. Like, sure, there are people, you know, if you want to go there that like are born with these gifts, you know, just like there are people born to be basketball players, like NBA professional basketball players. And you can play basketball and be good at it and practice and you're probably not going to make it to the NBA. And then there are people that are like, oh, yeah, that guy's going to, you know, play NBA. Right. But I think we all have it. I know we all have it. That's not a thing. I know we all have it. And it's about a choice to listen to it. And again, you know, if you remember me and my story, I was the biggest skeptic and just left brain logical. I was going to think my way to success and be the smartest person in the room and the hardest working person in the room. And I really had to shed that identity and give that up. And over the years, I really developed an intuition that there was this time where it was like, okay, and this kind of like three phases, like, okay, let me try this. And that might be where the phase you're in. Like, let me experiment. Let me play around with this. And then there was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. That was like phase two. Like this is working. Oh, and I did this and I did that. And now there's like phase three where it's just like, it's just there in the background all the time. It's kind of subconscious. You know, it's like this habitual routine. And I have an example in just a moment I'll give you. And I want you to get there. That's unconscious competence level. Man, I just think it's, it's been such a gift in my life. So When I said, well, it's already there, it's kind of like, have you ever been at a restaurant with a friend or spouse 
and they say, oh, I love this song. And until they said that, you didn't even know there was a song playing. And then you kind of had to tune your ear and it took a few seconds and then you heard the song. That's one way that I would describe intuition. And obviously that's a hearing and there's, we're going to get into the four major types of intuition in a moment, but that's one way. That's one, an analogy we could use is that you had to tune to it. You had to listen for it. And it took a conscious act of a friend or whatever saying, Hey, listen to this song. And then you having to command yourself, listen for this song. And then all of a sudden you heard it, you put your attention and your awareness on it. And what I want to offer is that there is a inner guidance a voice, you know, we could do a whole episode on what that is. You know, Carl Jung talked about the collective unconscious. There's a lot of people that talk about, you know, guides or, you know, your higher self, you know, whatever it is that's there that is gently guiding you if you are asking for that guidance. You know, I do believe there's, you know, free will and no one's going to make you do anything. So if you ask for it, it's there, but you have to be able to listen. We're going to get into the four types, major types. There's like, there's like one on like tasting and smelling. I don't know about those. But here's an example that actually happened yesterday, which I was just like geeking out that I'm like, oh my gosh, I can share an example that was so recent. Okay. So I had to sign some important contracts and I'm signing these contracts. And while I'm signing them, I get this picture in my head. It was like a picture. It was a memory of my mom telling me, Make sure that you don't use... She told me this a couple weeks ago. She was, she was like advising me on the best way to sign these contracts. And she said, make sure that you sign your name, not the way you normally sign your name, but the way it's presented on the contract. So for those of you guys who know, my name is James Wedmore, but my name given at birth is actually William James Wedmore. So my parents gave me this name, William, and then never called me that. They've called me James my whole life. So my name is William James Wedmore. And... The point is, is I was meant to sign the contracts, William James Wedmore, and I was signing them James Wedmore. As I'm signing them within like two minutes, there's a lot to sign. That memory just pops into my head. It was like an image and it's kind of like my mom's voice and I had totally forgotten about it and it just popped right in my head. And so I just paused for a second. I said, hold on. And I called her up and she's like, yes, you got to sign them this way. And then I called up the person who drafted up the contracts and they're like, absolutely, you've got to sign. No one sign it the way you normally sign. You got to sign it this way. And I was like, wow, really simple. But that's an example of something, intuition, inner guidance, something that there that like, I asked like, you know, what would happen if, you know, it's like, well, this would cause a lot of hiccups and we'd have to, you know, it'd go back to the drawing board. We have to redraft the contract. It would, it would be a big headache. And what a great little simple example. And this happens all the time in my life. It didn't, didn't used to. And I think it's to the degree in which we invite it. It's the degree in which we actually listen to it. And we're going to go through some great steps. But it's like Abraham Hicks talks about this. It's the difference between like thinking a thought and receiving a thought. Like I didn't think that. I, it, I received that. And it really worked. And, you know, I just do this all the time. And I'll have more examples for you. But I want to talk really quickly about the four types of intuition. And the theory here, so if intuition is this, like, it's a receiving of data, I guess, is one way we could kind of generalize this. 
And the theory here is that, that we tend to have one of these that we're predominantly natural at. Just like, you know, you, you might be good at one sport better than another sport naturally, right? We have a natural disposition for one. And so it's the way in which we receive this information, the modality in which it comes in. So there's what is called clairsentience, which is feeling. This happens to be one of the most common ones. And this is that gut feeling that so many people talk about. I just, I didn't have a good feeling about them. And a lot of people actually feel it literally in their gut. Okay. And so, you know, just like the analogy I gave or the example I gave of like tuning in, listening to music, this is like tuning in to say, how does this situation feel to me? Or how does this person make me feel? Or, you know, asking a question about the individual and just tuning into how you feel about it. You know, is this a good person? Is this a right fit? And just listening to how you feel or noticing how you feel. So that's clear sentience or feeling the information. Now, clairvoyance, voyance is vision or seeing. I would say that for most people, now there are, there are people that like see auras and they see things like physically. I've had experiences where I've like seen what you might call an aura or, you know, and that's another whole episode. (laughs) But for the most part, I think this is internal vision. Okay. This is like what you see in your mind's eye. If I said, close your eyes and imagine that your drive to work in the morning or your drive to the supermarket and you start noticing the turns you take. That's a vision. So I had an, I had what like an image first of my mom, you know, telling me this conversation. I had like an image of her telling me this. And then I heard her voice. And so it was more clairvoyant and then some clairaudience. So clairaudience is this receiving through an inner voice. Now, some people, again, hear an actual voice. You know, you're hearing things, right? But this would pertain to like a thought that you receive where you actually hear something like turn left here, right? Someone's talking in your mind. (laughs) And then they're here. The last one is the one that I've always resonated with the most. This is the one that I would say is my numero uno, the one that I lean on the most. And this is claircognizance. So this is the one I feel like the most confident in for myself and the confident talking in. And this is like just this knowing without having remembered when you knew it. And it's just like crazy. So like, here's my example analogy of how I describe this claircognizance. So what color is the sky? You say blue. You say, when do you remember learning that? When do you remember learning the sky is blue? He's like, you don't. You just like, it's like you've always known the sky was blue. That's claircognizance. It's like you've always known. And so a lot of my practice around developing, honing, and just using intuition is knowing that it comes in when it comes in, and I just don't know when it comes in, and then it's in. So I ask a lot of questions, and then I'm really okay with not knowing the answer. That's the whole point of asking the question, right? Getting comfortable with the unknown, sitting in the question, and then like putting that out there almost like as an order, like, hey, I wonder if I should go left or go right. You know, should I go A or B? And then just kind of like putting that out there and being like, I'll have an, you know, the answer will come. And then you check in and you ask again and it's like, you know, and it's like, oh, you duh, it's A. It's A. And I have so many examples of that where we're like, I just ask again and I know it's more clear. And then I'm like, but where did that come in? How did that come in? I just know now. Oh man. So 
Those are the four. Clairsentience, clairvoyance, clairaudience, claircognizance. Again, there's a ton of others. But these are the, these are the four biggies in which we receive information. And, um, you know, there's some people that say that you can really sense these in a certain way in the, in the, in the body, right? So, like, feeling is in the stomach. Uh, you know, vision is, is either, is like the third eye, you know, which is like the spot right between your, like your, uh, between, between your two actual eyes. Uh, clear audience is hearing is on the the side of your, your heads, uh, the side of your head, like above your ears, um, or right next to your ears. And then clear cognizance is the top of your head, uh, almost like you're receiving a download, something's coming down into your head, your brain. So what I want to do in today's episode, again, is, is it's not about developing this thing as much as just tuning in to learn how to receive what's already there. It's almost like that song is playing in the background and you already know how to listen to it, but I'm just reminding you that we need to start listening to it again. But before we do that, I really want to tackle the logical mind and just share that there's so much research out there, even like examples of CEOs and business leaders that talk about how much they use their gut and intuition when making big decisions in business. So this isn't, we're just not talking about some crazy woo-woo stuff here, but like what a lot of successful people in business will admit, sometimes maybe sheepishly at first, how much they're using it. And there's so much data, information, stats, and studies you can find on the internet to really say, huh, there's something to this. There's a Forbes article I found online that interviews a gentleman who's the director at the Max Planck Institute for Human Development. Makes a whole case for how important intuition is and all the research they've done to back this. A couple of lines here I want to say is smart people listen to their feelings. The smartest people among us, the ones who make great intellectual leaps forward, cannot do this without harnessing the power of intuition. It talks about how sometimes a corporate mandate or group think or your desire to produce a certain outcome can cause your rational mind to go in the wrong direction. At times like these, it is intuition that holds the power to save you. That bad feeling gnawing away at your intuition, telling you that no matter how badly you might wish to talk yourself into this direction, it is the wrong way to go. And obviously, we have a famous quote on intuition by Mr. Albert Einstein himself that says, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift. The rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. Isn't that so true? Especially in business, we're so encouraged to use the rational, logical mind. Like, I'm all about both, right? I'm about going the rational, logical path, following the numbers, and your numbers don't lie. But don't ignore our intuition. Because our intuition is that reception of that inner voice, that inner guidance that wants the best for you, that has the best intentions for you. And I will warn you, you know, why I think a lot of people don't follow their intuition is because it <laughs> it tends to be the highest when it goes completely against that rational mind, right? So it's when it's like really against the grain of what seems logical and rational that you really hear it the most. And it's like, well, that just doesn't make any sense. So I'm not going to listen to that. And then we try and use our rational mind to contain and rationalize intuition 
And wow, what if we could just be like, you know, I don't know. I'm just, this is what I'm getting right now. This is what I'm feeling. Like, screw it. Let's see what happens. And I love doing that because that makes life so much more rich, so much more exciting. It's, you don't go to a movie. How many times have you complained about a movie because it was predictable? Oh, gosh, I knew it was going to, I knew that person was going to die from the first scene. You know, I knew this was going to happen. We don't go to movies to see what's predictable, yet how often are we living our lives trying to make it as controlled and predictable as possible? And rational as possible. That's what the rational mind wants to do. It wants to keep you safe. It wants everything to be certain and predictable. I think when we listen to our intuition, it's like, oh my gosh, something amazing and exciting is happening. I don't know what it is. Normally I turn right to go home and I'm just, I get this hunch to go left. I wonder what I'm going to run into. I wonder what I'm going to see. This is so exciting. We can live our lives that way. That gets me excited. All right, just some more information, you know, really back in this. So we feed the rational, logical mind. Here was a study done at Leeds University that really starts to back and prove intuition as a real thing beyond more than just a hunch or a guess or just some woo-woo made up thing. Here's what they say, and I quote, intuition is the result of the way our brains store, process, and retrieve information at a subconscious level. And so it is a real psychological phenomenon which needs further study to help us harness its potential. They go on to say that intuition exists in all of us. Hey, that's what I said. Whether we acknowledge it or not, every person on the planet has intuition, but not every person listens or chooses to listen to it. And we're going to replace the word listen with just receive, right? Because it can come in in many different ways. So they talk about how the human brain has two operating systems. The first is this quick, instinctual, effortless operating system. And this is where they say, this is our intuition. This is where our intuition lies. It works by drawing on patterns collected by our experiences. And when we have to make a quick decision about whether something is real, fake, good, bad, right, or wrong, we draw on these patterns. So it happens outside of our conscious awareness. And of course, the second operating system is the slower one. This is more analytical, deliberate, and conscious. That's that rational mind versus the intuitive side. This is why you heard, didn't you hear that in, like, when you were in, like, in school taking a task where it's like, always go with your first answer because that's the one that's usually right? Uh-huh. All right, and real quickly, I want to share with you a really cool study that was done to actually just demonstrate and prove intuition is more than just this, you know, made up weird thing. So basically, here's what they did. In this study, participants played a card game. A card game which, unbeknownst to them, was rigged. Okay, so participants had to choose from one of two decks of cards. One was a rigged deck that would provide big wins and then big losses. The other deck was small gains but hardly had any losses. Okay, so those are the two decks. Now, the participants reported that after about 50 cards, they had a hunch about which deck was safer. After 80, they were able to explain the difference between the two decks. But here's the interesting part. After only 10 cards, the sweat glands on the palms of their hands opened whenever they took from the you know, the dangerous deck, the one with the high, big wins, big losses, the riskier one. It was about then that the participants started to prefer the safer deck, but there was no conscious awareness that they were doing this. So before the analytical part of their brain knew what was going on, the subject's intuition guided them towards a better decision. 
Okay, so I hope that is enough to convince my skeptics. And you can totally be skeptical, but if you're going to be a skeptic, be a scientist and test this. Try it. That's what I did. That's what got me into this world was I was like, all right, all right, let me try this. Okay, so I think doing this is really easy. I think practicing this is really easy, but I think it starts with some core beliefs that we do have to have. Because I think all of this is is backed by something that, well, that has helped me. And I do have some beliefs that I think everyone is here. And, you know, you can challenge me on this and argue it, but to live their best life possible. Like everything is there to help you support you and thrive. And I know not everyone in the world is, and we all experience tragedies in life, but there's also, of course, our interpretation of those and the toughest moments that I've had in my life, I always, you know, in hindsight, which is 2020, have seen how much they've allowed me the opportunity for growth, more strength and more power in my life. So even the things that were like at the time really tough to go through, in hindsight, I was like, wow, but look how much of a better person that made me. Look how much I grew from that. Look how much I learned from that. But I do believe that. I believe that you know, everything is here to work out for us. There's that classic Rumi quote that I just love, and it says, it's all rigged in your favor. And I live my life that way. Like I get up knowing that it's rigged, not just for me, but for everybody. And it's your choice to believe that or not. And when I believe that, that makes everything else a lot easier because I'm kind of stepping in this place of like, well, I'm being guided. Like I'm being guided through a minefield at times and away from booby traps and onto the right path at all times. So that helps me just kind of knowing that it's all going to work out and it's always meant to work out. And if it's not working out, it means it's preparing me for something so that it can work out. That's as simple put for me. And there's a difference between going like, oh, that's kind of cool. Or like, oh, I get that. And versus like knowing that and living your life that way. And I do. So if I were to break this down in three steps, the number one is, is always in the asking. You know, the quality of your lives is determined by the quality of questions you ask. There's a reason why I say that like all the time. It's just asking. So step one is about asking, asking for guidance, being clear on your desires and what you want. And like, just try it. Try asking for something that's, you know, to make a game out of this or to be the scientist to it is next time you find yourself having to make a decision as entrepreneurs, we all need to be making decisions all the time, right? So just ask, put it up to your intuition and see if it'll tell you. But you have to surrender to you having all the answers. Okay. That's part of it is you've got to throw up the question and just like, let it go. It's almost like you're outsourcing the question or the answer or the decision to something bigger than you, something higher to you. And you have to let go of saying, I've got to do it and I've got to know it. And I got to just like, let go of that control. Okay. So that's step one is, is really getting clear in the asking. Step two is this learning to listen. Okay. It's, you know, like I said, the thoughts that we receive versus the thoughts that we think. And the more we can do, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, but the more we can learn to quiet our mind, the easier we're going to listen or receive. Okay. And that's actually probably the biggest thing is that people are just not intentionally being intuitive and asking. So that's the first part. It's just about, it's just being intentional about it. Like I'm going to just like listen to my intuition on this and see how this feels, see what comes in for me. But then also that mind, that monkey mind is so loud. How's anything going to get through 
And we got to find ways to quiet that voice, whether it's through meditation, contemplation, going for a walk, anything. You have to. Now, part of this learning to listen to is I think sometimes we're <laughs> we're expecting that we're going to get like a neon sign. And sometimes you do. But in my experience, most of the time, it's been this very subtle, subtle, subtle sign. Very, very little, very quiet and hardly noticeable. And you got to be able to act on that, which is step three. But for a moment to stay in here listening is that I think when we're, if you're starting out and you're just doing this, like you almost want to, I mean, it's almost like faking it till you make it here. Because we have to start imagining, at least is what I do, that everything is here to tell you something. I also believe that, right? If we're here, we're guided, and everything is looking out for your best interest so you can live the best life possible. I also imagine that everything happens for a reason, that there, or there's something there to tell me there's a sign. You know, we haven't talked about this yet, but getting into like, you know, spirit animals and spirit, you know, totems and stuff like that, there's a lot I do there that I, I just haven't brought up here. But, you know, having an animal cross your path or certain things that happen to you physically like oh i you know hey we've talked about the great pain deception like oh my back went out like well can we look at that you know is that a sign of something else that's going on in my life or i stubbed my toe this morning right so i'm looking at everything and an example i have here is you know how it comes in is you got to be so open to it coming in in a way that you don't even think it's going to come in right now let me give you an example. And I love this example. I was planning out a launch a while back. And I was kind of like, okay, I want I asking some questions around how I wanted to do the pre-launch of it. And I was like, I want to do something different. What could I do differently? And I just kind of like threw that question out there and I went about my business. Then the same day, maybe an hour or two later, I get a phone call from a peer in the industry, randomly calls me up out of the blue just to tell me this thing that they did that worked really well. And I was like, wow, good for you. you. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Congratulations. It was just like, okay, great. Uh, I'm happy for you. And then I went about my day. And then like 30 minutes after that phone call, like, boom, it hit me. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. I could do that same thing. Duh. What they did is they, they called me to say like, I did a series of like four or five webinars on different topics. I didn't sell on any of them. And then I opened the cart. And I was like, Wow, that's it. That's what I was looking for. So that's exactly what we did. We did four webinars without selling anything, built up the anticipation for the launch, and it ended up being the biggest launch we'd ever done. It will come in the most, you know, of unlikely places. And that's where this step two is so important is like receive it all. Listen, is that it? Was that it? Was that it? You know, and who knows? I don't know. But it could come from what someone else says to you. Like I've heard those like quotes before, like God speaks through other people. And then of course there's that great analogy that I love, which is the the town the small town that floods and everyone's evacuating the town and the preacher gets on top of the little church and as the town is flooding and all these people come to try and save him and he keeps going, you know, no no no, God will save me. So a guy comes by, you know, in a speedboat. He's like, "Hey, you know, Father get on the boat. Let's go. And he goes, no, that's okay, son. You know, God will save me here. And then someone else comes like on a rowboat. And then someone finally comes in a helicopter and he goes, no, he says no to all of them, right? He says, God will save me. 
And, you know, sure enough, the whole thing floods and the waters keep rising and he ends up drowning and dying. He dies. And, but you know, at the pearly gates, he goes to God and he goes, hey, what the heck, man? I put my faith in you. I thought you were going to save me. And God just looks at me. He's like, what are you talking about? I sent you a guy in a rowboat, a speedboat and a helicopter. And you didn't take any of them. And that takes us to step number three, which is acting with faith. You know, I think the more you not just listen to that voice or whatever message you're receiving, but then act on it, the more it grows. It's a muscle that we develop and we have to do that. We have to act with faith. So that's the perfect example is like, we'll take the rowboat or just get on that helicopter. Okay. This is a lot about letting go of control, letting go of the way you think it needs to be and going with that hunch, you know, letting go of having to know all the steps, all the answers all the time. You know, I've told this story before, but I think it's been a while and we've got a lot of new listeners. So I'll tell it again. How I met my wife, my beautiful wife and business partner, and best friend. I was living in Laguna Beach and there's a little restaurant called The Stand right next to my house. And I go there every day, every day, at least twice a day, like lunch and dinner usually. <laughs> and I put headphones on to not let people talk to me. <laughs> I'm doing introvert time, but I listen, I listen, I eavesdrop on people. And the short version of the story is I heard two different groups of people say, talk about Ojai. One person said, oh, I'm visiting from Ojai. And someone talked about how they were just there for vacation or something. And I sit down and I'm like, oh, that was weird. And then I sat down and my little sister comes out of nowhere. And I go there every day and I've never seen her there. I was like, what are you doing here? She's like, oh, I'm at yoga teacher training. She was training to become a, a yoga instructor. And she goes, we're on break. And I go, oh, how's that going? She goes, good. It's graduating in like a few weeks. In fact, we're doing our graduation and a full-on yoga retreat up in Ojai. Hey, you should come. Actually, what it works was we're doing a yoga retreat. You should come. And I was like, uh, hell no. Like, no, I don't want to spend a week like, you know, with a bunch of hippies in the middle of, of like nature. No, I'm good. I'm good here doing yoga like all day long and eating vegan food. She goes, no, it'll be fun. Come on. It's in Ojai. And as soon as I heard Ojai for the third time in like three minutes, it's like the same feeling as if you won like, you know, three, the slot machine, like three in a row, right? Bing, bing, bing. Ojai, Ojai, Ojai. Like that was a neon sign for me. Ding, 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 ding. And at that point I had been trusting it so much. I said, I gotta go. I gotta go doesn't matter if I don't want to go. It doesn't matter if if I don't think this is going to be fun. My logical, rational mind thinking about living in a yurt for a week without meat. Like, you're not allowed to bring meat on the compound. It's like you're eating total vegan food. I'm like, that doesn't sound fun for me. And, you know, and it's like, I'm a fan of yoga. I love yoga, but I like, I didn't want to do it all day for seven days. Uh, and that's where I met my wife. And wow, I mean we can live our life that way. I think those signs are all around us and there's something guiding us and we can use our intuition and trust our intuition and we can act on faith. I acted on faith. I said, you know, I don't know what is waiting for me there, but something is telling me to go there. And I did. And the way we met there was also crazy. At the time, this is like 2013. It is, it was 2013. I wanted a Tesla and at the time, like Teslas were brand new and they didn't even have like a financing option or anything. So you had to go with your bank and you know how it can be with a, a, being an entrepreneur and getting a loan. So I, that day on the way up, 
on the way up to the yoga retreat, I got the notice from the bank that they were only going to give me like thirty or forty thousand for the loan, which meant I'd have to put I'd have to put a lot down, you know, one hundred and twenty thousand dollar car. I'm like, I don't want to do that. That's all you can give me. And I was I was really bummed. I was like upset, and I'm like getting to the retreat, and I was like in a bad mood, you know, wah wah, James. Gosh, what a brat he was. And that night we did this vision board party. So they brought all these magazines and on the other side of the room, I hear like an hour into it, 30 minutes into the vision board thing. I said, someone go, Oh cool. A picture of a Tesla. And I just had a, like a gut react. I was like, are you kidding me? Seriously? I just like said something. And that's how we met. (laughs) It was this like angry, annoyed person. (laughs) Good thing, you know, first impression isn't everything, but that's how we met. I mean, it was just crazy. And we grew up and we ended up finding out we grew up in the same town and that we like all of my parents' friends know her parents' friends. This is like crazy how that happens. I acted with faith and just do that. Have a little bit more fun. Let go of that illusion of control. Let go of I need to know how things work out. And I promise you, it just makes life a little bit more rich. Now, here's an example of when I didn't act with faith. I've told this story too as well. And we're going to want to look at this. This is the next exercise I'm going to take you guys through is I did a promotion. It failed by my interpretation, failures and interpretation. Anyways, it didn't get my expectations. It was below my expectations. And I was kind of like, that was a lot of work for the effort. And when I reflected on hindsight, it was actually a friend that helped me through this because I was like, I was really bummed because I knew that wasn't going to work. I just, I knew it. I knew the whole time I shouldn't have done that. I knew it. I was promoting someone else's program and it didn't go as planned. And that's when they told me, they say, well, doesn't that just tell you your intuition is spot on? Oh, I guess it does. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. Thank you, intuition. Maybe next time I'll just act on faith. I'll listen to you versus, and because look, the rational mind, I had promoted it the year before and done very well. So the rational mind was like, well, just do it again. But it didn't go well the next time. Okay. The intuition was guiding me, it was protecting me, it was telling me this is not the best use of your time, don't do this, or don't even go as heavy into it as you were. Like I was like, okay, if I did this great last time, think about how amazing I'm going to do this time. Like, let's go double in, and it didn't. Okay, so I didn't listen to it. Now, that's so that's the exercise for you, is you want to look at things in your life, two exercises, look at things in your life that worked out. Maybe it was how you met your spouse you know, the person you're just like madly in love with. Maybe it was a business deal that went really well. Maybe it was just something really cool and simple. I don't know. Pick something. What is something that worked out really well in your life? A big win for you, a small win, and just like that was really light. That was really easy. And you want to look what's behind that. Was there something that gave you a good feeling? Did you feel led to that in any way? How did you get to that win? Was there a gut reaction? Was there a voice? Was there a like a spidey sense that went ding, 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 ding? You want to start looking for these. And in fact, if you can do this for more than one, like actually do this, you're going to start to just develop more faith because that's what this is. This is a muscle that you have to develop. And it's like you get rewarded with more intuition the more you trust it. It's like if you had a coach and the coach is there and giving you advice Not that a coach should give advice, but it's giving you advice. This coach is giving you advice and you don't take it. Time and time again, you don't listen to the coach. Is the coach going to stay there and keep giving you advice? No. (laughs) Give up because you're not listening. So the more we can recognize like, wow, that was my intuition. That was something guiding me. The stronger it gets. It's a muscle. Then you want to do the opposite. 
Was there something that didn't go your way? List out a couple of things that didn't, times that it, things didn't go your way. Like I tell, said, the failed promotion. Was there something along the way that gave you the sign? You know? Was there a part of you that just knew that this wasn't going to go as planned? All right. So three simple steps to start using your intuition. I think a lot of times it starts with ask, asking for guidance, asking to hear, I want to hear my intuition. Can you give me a sign? Just making a declaration or asking a question. Step number two is learn to listen. Understand that listening doesn't come in necessarily the way that you need it to come in. That's the whole point. You're using your rational, logical mind to receive something that isn't rational and logical which is why I don't think most people know how to listen to what's already always there. So give up how it needs to look. Understand that it could come with the next person that talks to you. Also notice, by the way, this is, I know, like I gave you with the example of three people saying, oh, hi, that's when it's like really loud intuition for me. If I have three people tell me to do something, if three people tell you to read a book right now, you could do that as a game too. You say, what's the next book I need to read that will be for my highest good? And if all of a sudden, like three people recommend a book to you, like there's your answer. Even if one person recommends a book without you even asking, like someone just calls you up and says like, hey, I just read this book. That's intuition. It's just you're being guided and it's not necessarily from like this angel that comes down from the heavens and you have this crazy vision. It doesn't need to be like that. It really doesn't. And then number three is you've got to act on it. If three people tell you to go read a book and you don't go and pick up the book, don't expect any more like big signs to come in. You got to act on it. You got to build that muscle. You got to show that you're acting on faith. Okay. So I want to wrap this episode up with just some like other quick tips to really help refine this intuition, like to get better at it. I think the first thing is anything we can do to quiet the mind, clear the mind from clearing our physical space, right? We've talked about this with like feng shui, like, you know, your outside world is a reflection of your internal world. So if there's a lot of mess in your car, in your office, your house, there's probably a lot of mess in your mind, right? So clear the physical space and begin to clear the inner space. Let go of the negative feelings and the thoughts you know, you got to have a routine in place. I've talked about this before of whenever a thought comes, oh, I got to do this or, oh, I should do that. I need to do that. You got to have a system to dump it out of your brain so that you don't have to worry about it. Okay, I'm going to put it on this one to-do list or this one app or this one project management board so that it's out of your mind. Keep your mind clear. If I went to go look in your mind right now, how messy is it? How loud is it? If it's really loud and messy, it's going to be really hard for that message to come through because it's so faint and it's so quiet. That rational, logical monkey mind is so much louder, okay? Be mindful of who you hang out with and associate with, okay? Because they can, certain people drain your energy, but you also pick up on their stuff. If you've ever been around people and like they got something going on and you leave kind of feeling like down and it's probably their stuff. Give it back to them. It's not yours, Okay. Also, you can leverage your you know, dream time. You can leverage the time while you're sleeping for intuition as well to ask your, yourself or your intuition, your guidance or your subconscious mind to answer a question for you, to give you clarity. It might come in a dream. It might come when you wake up, but you can leverage that the time while we're sleeping as well. That's where more episodes on that in the future because that's really powerful stuff. Eating is very important. You know, I think our the foods that we eat is going to have an effect on this big time. If you've ever done a juice cleanse, you know what I'm talking about. Like the difference between like eating light, like foods of nature versus like really heavy, dense meals. Obviously, the lighter the food, the easier it is. 
to receive it. They've done some studies about sun gazing, which is when you gaze directly at the sun during sunrise and sunset, it has an incredible effect on one's health. It not only improves eyesight, but boosts energy, improves indoctrine health and melatonin and serotonin production. It also heightens your sleep quality. But here's the thing that really stood out to me is that they've seen that it can stimulate the pituitary and pineal gland. And it helps to decalcify the pineal gland, which if you start to do some research on the pineal gland, that's what they say is like connected to the third eye. The third eye is all about intuition. And then there's, of course, there's some crazy stuff out there about how we used to be in older times, much more an intuitive culture race. But over time, the pineal gland is calcified and it's shrunken. It is much smaller today than it used to be. And they say that that is linked to intuition as well, that that's kind of this like receptor to higher levels of receptivity. So who knows? I'm just trying to draw some links and connections too, but it doesn't hurt to stop and watch a sunset, right? So why not? Now you can be like, ooh, this is actually helping me. So that's another thing to try. Spending more time in nature, guys, there's a reason why I say I'm surfing every day. I'm at the beach every day. Uh, I like to be around nature and the salt water can be really healing as well. So spending time in nature, exercising, moving the body, and just pay, gen- in general, paying close attention to your body. These are all things that you know we should be doing anyways, but they can really help you tap into your intuition. So what do you think? Are you going to give it a try? Or maybe you have been giving it a try and now you're going to just make a more concerted effort. I just think it's going to bring a whole new level of richness and excitement into your life when you have this faith in the unknown, when you just kind of let go a little bit more and trust that good things await you and that there is something higher than you, bigger than you, that's guiding you every step of the way, whether it's our subconscious mind, like Carl Jung's collective unconsciousness or whether we want to take a spiritual approach to it that's your higher self or a spirit guide or God guiding you, I think you get to put your own meaning and interpretation on it. But then we want to look at the scientific approach of the subconscious mind that is receiving and making answers quicker than your logical, rational mind. However you want to look at it, it doesn't matter to me. What matters is that we don't rely solely on this rational, logical thought, which is proven scientifically, it's talked about spiritually, that it's so finite. And it's so, I think, I mean, we're so much bigger than that. And, you know, the studies prove it. So start listening to your intuition, start leaning into it. And I'm going to bring on guest experts talking about how they're using their intuition, how to tap into it more. Uh, I just really wanted to start this level of the conversation with you guys and get you really excited about it. So thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope to hear your stories of crazy, intuitive adventures that you've been on and the results that you got from it. And I'll continue to share mine with you. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. I'll see you next time on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Did you know 8 out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life. 
and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.